Welcome to ATA with Danny and Ray. I'm Ray, or Rachel, and um, who are you, random voice? Uh, this, is, this is Danny. <laughs> this is the, the myth, the man, the legend. You're a myth? <laughs> a <guess>. legend? <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear these legendary tales someday. Yeah, like, no, they're, not, they're not that great. They're quite a disappointment, actually. That's a bummer. (laughs) Oh, okay. I know this is very irrelevant, but I have to know, because we both bring liquids to the show. What liquids are you consuming upon recording tonight? Well, since we kind of rushed, well, at least I was rushing on my end to get everything together before I called you, it's kind of like a both a... So we grind our own beans when we make coffee, because we think it just tastes better that way. And so I was making coffee real fast, but I didn't have enough ground beans from earlier when I made coffee also. So I just grabbed whatever else was ground in our cupboard, and I think there was some just random decaf sitting around. So I've got this mixed calf pumpkin spice coffee right now that actually tastes very good because I put way too many beans, ground beans in it, so it's kind of super strong, but it's really good. Oh, gosh. So anyways... That's where I'm at. You like your coffee pretty strong anyway, don't you? Yeah, kind of like 200,000 mile motor oil, you know? Oh, it is. It's good, yeah. What about you? I have a, um, so I made a trip to, I guess what is called like a Benton Dent store, and I got myself a whole box of Earl Grey tea for like 30 cents so Mm, yeah i'm enjoying some of that earl gray and it's delightful yeah yeah that sounds good i get a lot of good stuff from benton dents i.e topo chico is that a lot of uh, us at a local (gasps) benton yes yeah that's what i need to get okay we are getting so up (laughs) but that's the beauty of podcasting okay yeah, you know, I feel like, honestly, at least for me, half of the reason I listen to podcasts isn't necessarily because of what they're talking about as much as just to hear the people talking. Yep. So. Yep. Hey, so um, on our show, we review lots of random stuff. Um, ATA stands for All Things Animated, which means we'll be mostly reviewing anime, but we'll also be reviewing cartoons and like throwback stuff we grew up with and all kinds of things. So, yeah, welcome to ATA with Danny and Ray. And Daniel, what show right. did we watch this month? It was per my recommendation. Uh, and to be honest, it had been years since I had seen it. And um, I remember loving it, though, when I had first watched it. Um, it's been, I'm trying to do the and, math here. And, and what is it? It's been like, it's Angel Beats. Angel Beats, exclamation point. <laughs> Uh, it was an action fiction. I would call it action comedy slash everything else. I don't know. But um, made in 2010. It was 13 episodes with a couple of OVAs. I have not watched the OVAs because I just think that concept gets old when people decide to add random uh, content question. afterwards. Yeah. This is going to show how much of a noob I am. But I hear OVA all the time. But what does that actually stand for? I don't know. I, <coughs> sorry, I actually do have a bit of a cold, so it's a good podcasting noise. <coughs> uh, let me look it up. I don't know what OVA stands for. Aside from I know it is like extra convent. Oh, 
OVA stands for Original Video Animation. This means that the episode or anime was created originally as an animation and not taken from manga content or story. Okay, so <clears throat> they make they oh, will make a cool. show off of a manga, but this is extra stuff that is just originally animated, not even from the manga, and it's just like cool. extra content added on afterwards. Um, kind of like when there's a really good TV show and then they make like four movies after the show is done that just adds random... You know, and it's for some of the diehard fans, but I personally, I, I think the show is good in its own 13 episodes that I felt no need to watch the OVAs. So. Yeah, I really, I loved it. It was good stuff. Um, I was trying to find the actual genre and like the, because it's not shown in. Yeah, the genres I found on Google here were just act, anime, action, comedy, drama, adventure, science fiction, action fiction, comedy, drama. I mean, it just hits a lot of weird vibes all across the genre <laughs> world. Yeah, it does. Um, uh, so. But. Oh, sorry. Go on. Yeah, lead the way with lead the way with your sub points. Yeah, the sub points. Follow us. Follow along as we go through our PowerPoint slides here. Um, if you'll yeah. notice on our next slide, we will give a brief summary. So, Daniel, I know this is going to be impossible, but how would you summarize Angel Beats in the briefest way possible? It's a story. <laughs> I mean, deep down, it is simply a story of suffering people coming to grips with their past. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, it is a story about But all suff- within kind of like a alternate universe almost or an afterworld underworld what <laughs> words? Yeah. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, and it sounds I mean that's the best way I could think to explain to people. And now when you watch the show you're like what in the world? But it's there's it, uh, that's the best way I could describe it is people who suffered legitimate tragedy trying to come to grips with loss and pain. Yeah, that's a really good way of putting it. Um, so, without, like, a big description of why, would you... You can give a brief why. Very brief. Would you recommend this show to someone? And I think we know your answer, but... <laughs> um, I would recommend it to someone who likes anime. That's it. I would not recommend it to non-anime people. Um, oh, okay. For a couple you reasons. You think it would be too much for I someone would, would watch it, like, for the first time? Yeah, I think so. Like, if a... <laughs> I, think, I think there are moments in it that are really good, that are worth watching through some of the stuff that I actually don't like in anime very much now. Um, you know, there's some, like, wicked over-animated moments and some very, like, mm-hmm. chaotic, loud moments that are almost overdone and i think that can turn a lot of people off that's the charm of the show oh yeah i could see that yeah 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 and so i would say like and those are actually not my favorite moments in the show um i i think that that's the reason why though is anime people who've watched anime know the overexpression of anime very well um and so that's why I would recommend it just to people who have already seen anime and don't mind that style. Because then they can kind of power through it and get to the really good stuff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, so for me, I would recommend it. Um, I think I, I don't, I don't know how to say this, but I am really, um, sensitive to people's family friendliness meters. So I would recommend it with like the caveat of, Hey, there's some cursing and an occasional inappropriate comment. So be forewarned, but I, I enjoyed it and I think it's worth watching. So yeah, I would, I I should have added. I should have added, for some reason, like in the first two episodes, they put a lot of language in there. Like, way yeah. more than the rest of the show. It's so um, weird. It's like, bam. Yeah, episode one is loaded. And it, it actually, it borderline just frustrates me. Because there's so many better choices in expressing confusion and <laughs> pain and anger and then if you notice, yeah. there's, there is language <laughs> in the rest of the show, but it's not like episode one. I didn't know if I was imagining that or if I just got used to it. I was going to actually ask you that when we got to the family friendliness meter on this. But okay. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I would, I would recommend it. But I'm always kind of like, I feel like I can't recommend stuff without being like, hey, watch out. But it's, it's good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Okay, let's summarize. So now we're getting into spoilers, guys. After this, it's fair game. So if you have not seen it and you don't want to be spoiled, then get out of here. And can I actually recommend if you have not seen the show, log off right now of whatever you're listening to this on. Watch the show. It's 13 25-minute episodes. You can blast that out, you know, (laughs) a lot quicker than any modern TV show. And uh, oh, yeah. then come back and listen to the rest of this. You know, don't leave us. But definitely, I would recommend don't spoil. Don't spoil it. It's good. Yeah. So, speaking of spoilers, I have a confession. Um, What's that? And, Daniel, I, th- I think you already know this. but um, I do know I, this. So, the reason <laughs> I thoroughly enjoy listening to reviewing podcasts um, so I, I listened to the Air We Weeb, which is an, an anime review podcast. They, they reviewed this and, um, I totally listened to it, spoilers and all. Um, but the funny thing is, like, I actually didn't remember who was who when they were talking. I just enjoy the discussions they have because I find them to be hilarious people. Um, so shout out to the Air We Weeb, but, um, yeah, I definitely came into this show with spoilers and um fan theories and all the Mm. things so i feel like i kind of ruined it for myself (laughs) (laughs) but um yes that is my confession yeah well you're forgiven you still watched the show and you didn't like skip to the last episode or something right no oh my goodness that would have been awful yeah yeah well, we can we can talk about some of the things that we liked about the show. Should we give more of a preface so people who have decided just to get spoiled get a idea of what the show's actually about? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, Hold on. So I'm trying to find a good dude... summary. Oh, I'm I'm gonna try my hand at a summary. Okay. Here we go. Ray, the Ray summary. The summary. Sure. Um, Otanashi is a high school 
high school student, a young adult male who wakes up and finds himself in this universe where these high school students are battling an individual known as Angel. And he finds out that nobody can die in this world and that everyone there came there with troubled pasts. And so the entire thing is kind of this journey of how do we defeat this bad guy, this bad lady, Angel? And um, that's like the main thing for most of it. And then in the end, it's ultimately about all of these characters coming to peace with their past and what they thought was a bad thing, being obliterated by Angel, actually is them coming to peace with their pasts and moving on. And it's actually a good thing. But it takes the entire series pretty much for them to figure that out. Does that yeah. summarize it? That's perfect. And I, I, what I love about this, so the what you'll notice from episode 1 all the way to 13 is that this whole show is under the ruse of essentially action and comedy. And then all of a sudden it yeah. will just blast you with a really, really deep moment. And that's what <gasps> okay. I like so much is... Yes. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, go ahead. You're good. No, I was just saying that is that this show is, is kind of almost hidden. Like, I don't really watch this show for the action. I, I essentially watch it for the relationships and the humor because I it's got really great slapstick humor in it. I think it does. Mm-hmm. I, there, there's some humorous moments where I'm like, and actually there's some good verbal like uh, humor as well. Um, like just play on words and things like that. But um the relationships and and just some of the blunt slapstick humor is some of my favorites. Like one in particular, actually, and this is probably one of my most favorite moments, is when they're all introducing themselves um, in the beginning, like in episode one or two. And okay, uh, just their descriptions for everybody and the little things um, are amazing. Like when the, when the they, guy with the glasses. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, they're like, it's Takamatsu. I have the character sheet in front of me, so I know their names. Um, but Takamatsu, and he's like, he looks really smart, but actually he's really stupid. Like, it's just everything is kind of, they they bring out these stereotypes, and then they just throw them aside. Or like Oyama, his special powers that he yes. has none. You know? And he's like one of my favorite characters, because he ends up doing a lot, even though he literally has nothing special about Wait, him. Wait. You know? Which, um, who? Which one? Oyama, he's the guy who has to ask Angel out in the classroom. And oh my goodness, he, I love uh, Oyama. He's so sweet and innocent. He talks like this all the time. You know, he's like, does that mean I'm off the hook? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so great. Okay, I have to ask you, before we jump in, did you watch it dubbed or subbed? Well, here's the thing. The very first time I had ever watched it, it was one of the first animes I had seen post my Bleach stage in life. And... I was just knocking out these 12 to 24 episode shows. And so I had watched it dubbed. And now I'll be honest with you, real weebs out there will hate this. I cannot watch it any other way because I have gotten so used to the dialogue in English that, um, and the characters in English, that's very hard for me to switch back over. There are other shows that I prefer subbed. I got used to those voices. It's, it's not the wording for me. It's actually the voices for the characters. Um, like the, yeah, the, that makes sense. the the sound and inflection and all of that, I I prefer 
for example, my one of my favorite shows, ReZero, I cannot watch dubbed. It's awful because I'm so used to the Japanese voices <laughs> that I can't watch it dubbed. So this one, I actually like it dubbed. But did you watch it dubbed or subbed? I did a mixture of both. Um, okay. Because I, yeah. So I, it was kind of painful going back and forth. I think, I think I prefer the sub, but for practical purposes, I watched it more dubbed because I, I couldn't always sit and stare at subtitles because as you know, I have a 13 month old son. <laughs> so <laughs> life is crazy. Yep. That's why I went dubbed too this time on my rewatch. Really? Yeah. Because you have a 13 month old son? No, no. Yes, I do. No, just because I was, <laughs> I was in because I was busy too. So dubbed, dubbed is easy sometimes because you can just listen to it. And yeah, since I had already seen it so many times, even though it was like a long time ago, I was remembering stuff as it was coming up. As well. oh. we we've talked a little bit about like family friendliness, but I I don't know about you, but <clears throat> I think there's legitimate virtues brought out in this. There are some things that I don't like about the show. Obviously, like their view of God and their view of what people deserve in that sense. But mm, yeah, <clears throat> I think I think there was one really good virtue and I it really hit me this time in watching through it. And if you watch through the show, pay attention really closely to the last few episodes. I mean, first, you know this, Rachel, this show flips itself on its head like four times stuff's stuff's twisting and turning there's a lot of mysterious things about this show that i still have questions about but i think it was purposeful that way mm -hmm. to make you keep thinking about it and keep rewatching it but the one really virtuous thing that i love in this show is that the one thing that is praised is is <clears throat> helping others through difficult times and struggles and tragedy and the importance of helping others with those things um because at first none of them want to come to grips with what's happened everyone exclaims how they hate their lives they hate god they're fighting against the big man right they're doing all these things but then by the end they're mm -hmm. coming to grips with their lives had meaning right well i think one of the most transitional episodes is like episode six i think or seven when when you know there was this mass killing of a bunch of students which will come back to life but you know what i'm saying they're all killed and um right ayato naoi uh the vice president substitute school president or whatever is trying to play god he's trying to be god and um it's because he's angry at life and then you know yuzuru otanashi ends up just you know embracing him and just essentially just showing him that he cares and that's what breaks him. And he realizes... And then their relationship is never the same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's just... That's that's one thing that I love about the show is there's these really, like, really subtle, really important things to notice as the show's playing out. And I think that's the one really virtuous thing in the show is the one thing that is always praised is um, helping others realize their life should never be viewed as a waste. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, and I, I think that's important because it, 
and then you, know, you come back to the real question of, okay, what assigns value to life? And as Christians, we would say, because we're made in the image of God. But I think this is just a neat thing. Because it was made by secular people, it lacks that. But I really do love the virtue mm-hmm. of, you know, n- these people had troubled lives and they wanted to hate their lives. And the, the thing that is always brought up, even subtly, is your life, even though hard, was not a waste. You know, and I, I think that's mm-hmm. just really, really cool. I like that. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you about if, <laughs> because I don't know about you, but did did you cringe when they were like, we are rebelling against God? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. My insides were like, yeah, but then I had I had to remind myself and like, this is me not dismissing that, but like, we're not talking. This show is not talking about the God of the Bible, obviously. Right. This is because like the, in the whole story is taking place in within the the concept of karma and um, coming back as another creature or person after you die. So like obviously, this is a completely different frame of mind we're dealing with and so i had to remind myself of that i'm like they're not talking about jesus (laughs) right it's from more of a but still it was like to my understanding more of a buddhist yeah Mm -hmm. but i do like it that like this whole this whole world or whatever it was was so that they could get their dreams it was like a take two like you can have your dreams you can do stuff you love and it was like oh yay and if you, like I said, I think if you notice by the end, the emphasis was always on how Otanashi had ended up living his life. That he came in living a life where yeah. he actually sacrificed for people in pain. And that that was the thing that was praised, oh. was sacrifice to help others. Yeah. Um, which is, is hard, really... But that yeah. was lovely. Yeah, very good. I, that's what I loved about this show. And I, I realized it more this time was... That there was some really good virtues praised, and I think that's that's important. So bef- before we ju- continue any further, I'm just going to give the people a quick family friendliness meter. So the rating of family friendliness for me was swearing was a little high in the beginning, but it lowers yeah. with time. Yeah. So uh, I realize everyone has different meters of what they can or cannot handle in that regard. Some people care, some people don't. So. Take that as right. you will. Right. One thing I thought was a bonus for them for this show was the the lack of fan service. Yeah. And aw- awkward comments. I think there was only one awkward comment yeah. towards a female. One or two. So while that does not mean like, oh, that's okay. Like, right. Compared to most shows... That was great. The other thing yes. was this show is a little... It's There's some violence and gore. I wouldn't say it is goriness for goriness sake by any means. It It's there to serve a point and to strike at your heart and core. Right. And it does that. But I tell you what, it hits hard. <laughs> it does. So... This is obviously TV TV fourteen for a reason. Do Definitely. not show this to your childrens. Like, please, 
be a teen, an older teen. Like, do not just show this to the wee ones. This is not for the wee ones. <laughs> so that is my family friendliness meter. Thank you for coming to my podcast. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, those are those are things that I feel like I just need to put out there. Like, it's actually pretty decent overall, but there are things to I, be warned of. I would definitely say this is one of those shows that you would want to go through and have some conversations about. Um, because you can have some really good conversations in this one. Yes. Like I said, this is one of those shows that has things I absolutely do not like. Um, but there is a lot in it that I really do. And so it's a, it's always a constant. I think you have to really, really think through some of this of like, you know, um, you know, things that they say, especially the way that they deal with loss is a lot of hate towards, their life it's a lot of hate towards their belief of who god is it's a lot of hate you know and so like they're Mm -hmm. they're dealing with this and like you said there is some violence as well but it the one thing that i think so with that i think all that with family friendliness meter i would say are we giving an actual number or are we just i don't know i don't feel like i'm plugged in online (laughs) yeah i don't know if i can give a good number like (laughs) I would say, may I put it this way? I think how many angel swords out of five is this? <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. I would say this would definitely be one know. of those shows you would want to be more thoughtful before showing, and maybe even watch it before showing it to someone who may be more influenced, um, and then help them see the yeah. the virtues in it and help them see the not good things in it. Um, because, like I said, I think there really is some actual virtues in this, but. Taken with a grain of salt. This is coming from a, a different worldview, you know, things like that 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 mm-hmm. are going to differ. Um, I was going to say the one thing that I like about this show so much, and this I think takes legitimate skill, is to pair comedy and tragedy in a way that is not sadistic. Um, if that oh, makes sense. I, yeah, I see what you mean. Because yeah, no, it does. Because mm-hmm. in this show, you go from laughing to... I mean, I tear up every time I watch this show. I go from laughing to tearing up, like, over and over every time I watch this show. And it's like, I don't know how they do that, but they do it. So, speaking of that, episode two, right? I took notes. Um, and I would love to hear your favorite moments, but I just remember watching episode two, right? And in my notes, I first, I write down, oh, the traps, they're too funny. The noble sacrifice bit was so funny. Yeah. And then my next note is Yuri, insane backstory. Wow. That was a mood change. 180. <laughs> yeah. That's what it like, does. I'm pretty sure I got emotional whiplash. Like, what in the world? We go from, oh my gosh, this is too funny to, Yes. This man, these men came into our house and killed my siblings and I wasn't able to save them. And like, Daniel, that was so hard. Like, that was hard to watch. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like, people, be forewarned. Your hearts will be ripped out of your chest. Like, (laughs) I think there's a real moment in this show, too, that shows a lot of people hide their pain behind humor. Um. Some of the most humorous, yeah. some of the most humorous people in the world have traditionally and historically been very depressed. Um, <gasps> oh my gosh! Yes. Yeah, 
And so Robin Williams. Yeah. Great, great example. Um, another, another thing to take note of too, and I got to get the character sheet out because this is a scene that I just, it's my least favorite character. And yet I, I lose it every time. I don't remember what episode. Wait, who's your least favorite character? Um, what's her name? Oh, you. we should totally talk about who our favorite characters are. Oh well, yeah, that's that's easy for me. I have, you don't like Yui. I don't like Yui. I don't. I'm not until the episode where what? you hear her story. Why? She's just, just too much like high energy that it's like annoying in the <laughs> beginning. But the ep- oh the goodness. episode, I think it's episode nine. I think is whenever she passes on. Um, I don't mind her then. Oh yeah, that was. It's so sweet. Like she's paralyzed, and then yeah. oh my gosh, when um 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 what's his yeah, face? Yeah, Panada's is it like Hanada? I'll marry you. Is he the one that's like I'll marry yeah. you? Oh. Yeah. Daniel, I died inside. I died. I inside. literally just watched that and was tearing up. I mean, I was just like, oh, oh my, my goodness, so good. That so almost good. got me. You see, I'm not a big crier, but like that almost got me. Yeah, that one, that one really got me because he chooses to love mm. or decide besides handicaps and and things like that which once again i think in that moment there was a whole episode building up to that moment the whole episode was designed to do that to build that moment of sacrifice on his end recapping what their life would have been like if that had all happened and so that's the virtue that's signaled right then you know and Mm -hmm. i i like that that's that's you know really good um yeah. But yeah, favorite characters, I definitely, I mean, Otanashi ends up becoming a really, I mean, he makes an immense sacrifice in the end, in the last episode, to help, mm-hmm. you know, um, Angel pass on Kanade. Um, but Hanada is still one of my favorites. Um, he is cool. Yeah. He just, he has moments where he comes through, you know, he's kind of a dunce in the beginning, and then he has these like shining moments, mm-hmm. like in episode nine or ten, I think it is. Not nine, maybe it's more like ten. But he has those shining moments where he sacrifices, you know. And um, I just think it's so cool. Um, who's other another character you like? Okay, so my brain just jumped. Okay, pardon the jump, but uh, I was thinking about how. I mean, I feel like it's so stereotypical, but I really did enjoy Otanashi. Yeah, and. Um, Yuri is interesting as a character. I I was always trying to figure her out. Like, why is she so, like, bold and brave and brass when, you know, she went through all that? It's like, whoa. whoa. Right. And, um, but then for some reason, so sorry the jump, but who's the guy that is like, call me Christ? Like. (laughs) Takayama. Takayama? Yeah. Okay. So, in the end there, when they're trying to find the person hacking into the world or whatever, the school, and changing the NPCs into monsters. Right. For some reason, when they were like, it's got to be someone with, like, great computer skills, my brain was like, it's it's Takayama. It's it's him. He's, he's, he's reprogramming everyone because they won't call him Christ. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but but then it wasn't him and I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. Although I don't think that would have 
sold well. I don't no. think that would have actually had much of an oomph. I can't envision him being like, you didn't call me Christ, so yeah, here we are. I, what are what is a favorite character of yours? I don't know. I don't know, Daniel. I, I love, I really enjoyed, uh, maybe Yui. Yui might have been a favorite, and maybe it's because I'm a sucker for high, en- high energy. I'm like, yeah. Um, I also loved Iwasawa and um, her love for music. Yeah. And the fact that, like, she she healed so quickly. Like, like, I loved her moment where she's like, oh, my gosh, all my dreams are fulfilled. And bam, gone. Yeah. I, I don't know. Most. I love. Go ahead. I, I was, I don't even know how to say his name. Ayato Naoi? Yeah. I think he's funny. I love it that he's, one moment he's literally hating on everyone and judging them. And then the next moment he's like, oh, Tanashi, I worship the ground you walk upon. Yeah. Um, I think one of my favorite has to be probably, and, and here's the thing. Though another thing that this show does really good, and someone posted a comment on this on the show that I noticed, was that there's really like a ton. As you watch it, there is a ton of little things that happen that are either humorous or cool or detailed. Like if you even, <clears throat> for example, when music is played, they're actually doing the fingerings and the chords correctly on the guitars. Like oh really? They're correct. Yeah. I saw someone comment on that and I looked. Oh my gosh. And I was like, wow, they got that correct. Like if you're watching. So a lot of that music was written and then they animated what it would look like to play it for real, which is just cool. Uh, And that would take a ton of work. That's a lot of dedication. But the side note, one of my favorite things as favorite people is TK for one reason is that he is constantly moving even when everyone else in a certain animated scene is entirely still tk is a mess in the best if i'm correct almost every one of his quotes is quoting a old classic rock song like actually is that what he's quoting yes like titles of songs because like i thought the man was just saying random english and wasn't making any sense no, no, because they make a joke about it in the end. I think it's like an episode like 12 where he's like knocking on heaven's door, which is another. So- it's a song by Bob Dylan. And they make a comment on it. But like oh, he literally Lord. quotes classic rock songs through the entire show. If I if I caught them correctly and it just it cracks me up so much because he does not say much like at all. <coughs> it's so funny. Wow. That's crazy. Did you have any other, like, favorite moments in the show? Uh, I mean, obviously when Fuji, not Fujimatsu, when Matsushita the Fifth comes back from training in the mountains and he just loses, like, all of his weight. And it's just such <laughs> random like, humor. Who are you? And that's the kind of stuff that I love. Yeah, who are you? Oh, the world? Yes. That is one of my favorite scenes. What were you going to add? I, I don't even know, Daniel. Now that I'm looking back, I don't even remember what my notes mean. Like... I thought the fishing episode with Angel was humorous. Yeah, it's good. Like, it just seemed absurd. I love that the fisherman comes out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't even understand my notes. Here we are. I tell you what, I watched this at such random points, like late hours or during nap times for little people. And so I feel like I didn't get to fully experience this show and it makes me very sad. <laughs> 
Well, it's um, fine. We're still here. Uh, and Otanashi's story is so sad. Like, so sad. Yeah. I think, I, I think this show made me realize that I have a deep, deep fear of, like, being in a situation where I don't have, like, fresh water or food or air. Like, that is genuinely terrifying to me. Yeah. And this show brought that out in me. I was like, I do not like this. Yeah, see... I, I do not like this. That's what's so weird about the show, is it is funny, and then it has moments like that where it's truly terrifying. Ah. I don't actually know who initially put this out. Jun Meida. Meida? He make. Japanese writer, co-founder of visual novel Branky Visual Arts. Clanad. He didn't make Clanad, I don't think. It says... I think Aniplex... Maybe it was visual. Yeah, I think there was creators who animated similar shows, but the writer of this show... Yeah, the writer of this show... No, the animators could have animated both shows. No, wait. It says notable works. You're right. Never mind. I was wrong. He <gasps> made Clanad. He made right. Canon. He made Air. <laughs> he made a bunch of shows like this. He made a bunch of... Crying shows. What's wrong with this guy? So he... <laughs> Daniel, I tell you what, like, writers are ruthless. Yeah. Like, you gotta watch out for people who are typing away at their laptops. Like, do not trust them. <laughs> <laughs> they are dangerous, and they will rip your hearts out. Yeah, he made a bunch of stuff. That's so cool. Anyways, yeah, that's what I think this show does well, is it really brings a lot of emotions all together, has some really good laughs, one of my favorite scenes is the classroom mm-hmm. scene when they're trying to make diversions for tests. Oh my gosh, yes. Um, be- and he, is it Hinata? Is he the one that gets smacked into the ceiling a billion times? Hinata and, and um, Takamatsu. But there's there's a yes. level of humor mm-hmm. there that runs deep between like slapstick, repetition, foiling your expectations. Like there's just this constant, I love that bit. It's really good. I don't know why, but I loved the line where I am going to fail his name. Nyawi. Um, he's trying to help Otanashi. Oh, what is it? It's like episode 11. And yeah, Nyawi is like, yes, yeah, she stabs me quite often. And they're trying to convince everyone that Angel is as vicious as she was. And <laughs> I don't know why that just made me laugh really hard. Like, it was a stupid line. Yeah. But it made me laugh. <laughs> I don't know. That's great. Yeah, she stabs me all the time because I'm the one that's closest to her. So. <laughs> also, the NPC shadow monster things were terrifying. Like, yeah. you could lose your soul. Like, the karma could stop. Like, ugh. like if the karma stops, in this worldview, that's the end. Right. There's no hope after that. Right. I thought that was such a smart move on the writer's part because I feel like they could have gone the route of, oh, we're going to help everybody become happy and reconnect with their past and learn from it and find peace. And it could have taken a really happy, sappy turn. And the NPC monsters really vamped it up in the end and kind of brought the stakes up higher because i think it would have been too sappy yeah if they hadn't done that yeah like they needed something to really pull it all together and i think that did a great job of doing that 
Yeah, I I will say there is still so much that does not make sense to me in this show. Like, like what episode twelve when Yuri runs into the programmer in the bottom of the guild, uh, and all that he says about the oh, pro- yeah. about the programmer who made this previously. There was a theory going around that the programmer was actually just Otanashi. <gasps> yes. Okay. So I have to plug the air we weave again because they literally discussed in depth like two fan theories and this the one you're mentioning may have been one of them so like y'all should listen to their episode on this as well because it is excellent yeah but what was what were they like otanashi was the one that's what i've just heard is that he's the one who because there's there's a there's a alternate ending i think in the manga where he stays and helps he becomes the new class president and helps you know they never really on. did show what happened to him in the end actually so i that, watched that a, i found a clip where i found a clip online it was one of the ovas it was an alternate ending where he stayed hold on where he stayed and he was the oh. new class president hold on maybe I, someone oh, who's actually watched so the show sense. and I feel like I should have done more research for this now. Like, I know, me too. How so much I don't know. I definitely watched something online about this. I think I think there was just an add-on or alternate ending where he was the class president and helping people pass on. Um, hmm. Kind of, in a sense, doing what Angel was doing initially. Um, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. The whole scene with the programmer confuses me a little bit. Still does. Yeah, I, I watched it and I paid close attention this time. And still didn't get it all. What What did he say? He said that the programmer is now an NPC, right? Like he fell in love with someone, and so he he couldn't take it anymore or something, and he didn't want that to happen to anyone else. So he became the first NPC or yeah. something. Yeah. Like it's it's just not very clear. What's happening here? Yeah. So another big question for me was the ending because, and don't get me wrong, um, the ending, oh, that got me. Because this whole time, Tachibana, yeah, Tachibana is kind of like cute and quiet. It doesn't really say much of anything. And then all of a sudden in the end, she like can speak in full sentences. Yeah. (laughs) And... Um, you find out that she is the person that received Otanashi's heart, and it's like, <gasps> what? Uh, uh, what? You have his heart? Oh, yeah. That that got to me, Daniel. That, oof. Yeah. But as sweet as that is, my brain was like, how? How is that a thing? Because he got there after her, supposedly. And so I went on to the world of Reddit and I found a little chart. It doesn't necessarily satisfy my desire for an explanation, but it's something. So one theory is that, <clears throat> step one, Otanashi dies and goes to limbo. Step two, Kanat, uh, Tachibana gets Otanashi's heart. And then uh, Tachibana dies and instantly goes to the afterlife in this weird world. Step three or four or whatever we're at. Otanashi suddenly 
uh, regrets uh, things from his previous life and is dragged from limbo into the afterlife and loses memories. Yep. And thus, it doesn't satisfy my questions, but it's a it's a thing. It's a theory. Yeah. I actually thought that made sense because they, I mean, it, and I think two time, to my understanding, just flowed differently in the nature of the way that this worldview in this world that they were in was supposed to work. To my intention, to my understanding, the, the initial design of this program was to get people to graduate from where they came. For Kanadi to graduate, Otanashi would have to be there. And so I don't know if it just was like a time thing, like you said. I'm not oh, sure. What if... What if... Oh, we're going to create our own theory. What if he didn't actually need to be there at all? And what if he was dragged out of limbo because of Tachibana's need to graduate? That's what I was thinking. And maybe that's why, yeah, like it never was about him needing to graduate. It was about her needing to graduate. Oh, snap. Did you skip ahead to the end of the credits? Um, you mean the last episode? Yeah. Or no. Well, maybe. Yeah. Yes. Maybe. Yes. The scene where, he, where where there's this person that kind of looks like Otanashi walking down the street. And there's a person standing on the sidewalk that kind of looks like Tachibana humming. <gasps> yes. No, I did see that. See, what I love about that is nothing is certain in that ending, but it gives you a, a it gives you somewhere to start. No, it's certain. They're together. They fall in love. And all their dreams come true. <laughs> okay. But Daniel... I have to ask you, did you at any point secretly ship Yuri and Otanashi? Nope. No? No, I liked Never? I liked Kanada and Otanashi too much that I actually didn't. There was a moment where I thought the show was going to go that way, but after seeing it so many times, I really like the way things unfold. It's lovely. I just there are moments where I'm like they make a good team, you know? Right, yeah, but for sure. But he always had a soft spot for Tachibana. One of my favorite episodes is actually the more, like, one of the things, maybe I'll word it this way. One of the things I like about the show is it's constantly going against your expectations. Because the show starts like any other give, action Give an pack. example. Well, for example, the show starts with this, with the stereotype of person enters a new world he joins a group of rebels. There's an obvious bad guy. And that is like literally mm-hmm. like that is there's a name for that type of anime. What is it called? We're, oh, no, I know it. And I I can't think of the term where a character enters another. Well, it's not just anime, but it's a it's a general term for this kind of story. Daniel, we're an outside character as a new such world. Anime noobs. That's fine. Noobs. It's OK. We we're honest. Um, are well, we, anyways, are we even qualified are we qualified? We're not qualified. For this. Uh, um, what I'm making in. is this. Sign in. No, that's not it. No. Shoujo. Uh, Jose. Jose. No, no, no. I. Um, no, those. Well, I know what it is. Power of Google. It's an isekai. E- okay, I would not have thought of that. Term. Or, I, or uh, isekai, however you say it. An isekai. It's a genre of isekai. Fan- yeah. Where anime, where a character travels from one world they know to an unfamiliar one. 
Nisekai series will place a person in a magical realm of fantasy or terror, though occasionally it happens in reverse. So that's the point. The isekai type would be like ReZero. It would essentially be shows like Bleach. It would be Mm -hmm. shows. And this is essentially an isekai, kind of, even though we don't really have a familiar starting point. Oh, no, it definitely is, though. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing I like about this is it starts very stereotypical and and within five episodes, everything is flipped on its head. Like, entirely flipped on its head. And then, by episode 10, everything is flipped on its head again. And so what it, what it continually does is, does, what it continually does is that it, it's kind of weaving this, you know, it's slowly solving this puzzle and putting it together in front of you. And I think this is one of its strengths is that it does a good job in showing and not necessarily telling all the time, um, as things kind of start to change around you, um, characters change, opinions change, actions change, you know. Oh, yeah. Literally, like, the relationships between everyone is like, just kidding, we love Angel now. Like, wait, what? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it... Totally different. And there is still the, the unending preface of people dealing with their troubled pasts, but... Mm-hmm. The, the main plot itself is not fixed beginning to end, which I, I really is just so intriguing to me how that all kind of flips on itself. Um, but yeah, it's good. And like I said, it's all under the ruse of humor and action, which is just so interesting. Yeah. But And then it smacks your heart around. Yeah. And you're like, no. Yeah. It's great. Literally... These backstories were horrendously tragic. Yeah. Like Yeah, and and props ooh. to this show for not making extremely long backstories. Because oh, yes. Anyone who has watched Bleach knows, oh my goodness. The endless. Let's just be honest. ATA with Danny and Ray is us just referencing Bleach every other episode. Well, it's because it was like it was like my starting point, and it's a great example of how to no, and how too. not to do anime. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we should just every episode just compare it to Bleach, as in like, how does this compare to Bleach? Let's see. Yeah, <laughs> sure, that's a good idea. Well, la- if I can say oh, one more thing that I do like about the show is that it's a bite size. Um, it is not a massive oh, like commitment. Like as in, it's not a, yeah. It's 13 episodes, not Absolutely. 368. They, they, they put so much in 13 episodes that I'm always, I'm always surprised every time I get to the end of this show of like, that was only 13 episodes, like 13, 25 minute episodes. And they, they communicated what they wanted to say. Like that's essentially, if you do the math right, I think it ends up coming out to like, just a couple hours, so like a movie or two length, really. I don't know if we're at this point yet, but what would you rate this out of 10? Like one being the worst, five being not great, not bad, and like 10 being this is a masterpiece and is flawless. I want to hear your I want to hear scale. your thoughts first. See, I was asking you because I honestly have no idea. Okay, I'll I'll preface then um, i'll preface i'll go i'll go i i like this one a lot for a lot of reasons but there are legitimate things i do not like about this show did you even touch on those i did some 
Oh, yes, you did sound. But there's yeah. some things like the language, uh, a huge dislike of mine. I think the show has so much potential without it, and it really kind of takes away from the, the good parts of the show. I, I think sometimes some of the energetic humor is so overdone that it's borderline cringy. Now, that doesn't happen too often, but some of it is so like, ah, it can just be hard to watch. And I think there is with what with what creative humor they do have that is incredible. I think they didn't even need some of the the crazy overdone stuff, which doesn't happen too often. Personally, I found that to be part of the charm of the show. Everything just felt absurd anyway. Right. It's like, why not? Why not have a billion angels and why not shoot people into the ceiling? And okay, why? see, I like those moments though. Why? Those are funny. Because it's very slapstick humor. Then what absurd moments are you referring to? Maybe not even absurd moments, but there are moments where, like, characters are... Well, I can't even think about one in particular. I'm trying to think of a really clear one. I'll just put it this way. I liked, like, 85% of the humor, and it was, like, quality, I think, slapstick and verbal humor. There was probably just 15% of it that I just thought was, like... Just not that great. So it's really not too much of a slight Meh. on it. Because um, I do love that kind of slapstick humor when done well. And I think they did that well. Um, and random random humor. Like, I think they did some really hilariously random stuff. Like the jet rocket under somebody's seat randomly. You know, stuff like that is really great. Um, yeah. I would say, too, some of the worldview stuff. I'm not a big fan of obviously, and the the kind of continual mantra of rebelling against God, even though it's not the God that we're we the one and only God mm-hmm. that we believe in, the <clears throat> the mantra there initially, and I think if you didn't watch the show in its fullness, that might just be your takeaway is the show is just about them rebelling against a higher authority, mm-hmm. but then by the end you see it's actually them struggling to deal with their past, but um. So yeah. no, I, I think, and then there there is just a few like crude references that I think did not need to be there. I'm not trying to interrupt. Something I do admire, not admire, but clearly I can't come up with words. I have to say that the the desire to rebel against God I don't think is an abnormal concept. If anything, I think it's a very natural human instinct right. to be like, "Wow, my life sucks. I'm angry at God." If you come at it from what does the Bible say about that, I think you can see how suffering happens to everybody, Yep. you know, at, at different amounts, different reasons. And that doesn't mean that suffering is good. I, I read a verse in Romans a while back that just really struck me. God gives grace to everybody in the sense that he lets it rain, the bad times, and he lets it sh- the sun shine, the good times, on every single human being. Right. Like, whether they are the worst human being in the world or, like, a quote-unquote saint. And obviously, this series is not portraying any of this from that worldview. People are just gonna, you know, they're just, they're just rebelling. They don't know. But I love it that... When you look at the world through the lens of the Bible, it's your life could suck despite the fact that we are all born with sin in our hearts and natural rebellion against God. God lets us live 
and breathe and get the sunshine. We don't deserve any of it. Yeah, absolutely. And yet God, like, and some of us definitely have harder lives than others. Like, absolutely. It's not how life was meant to be. I think that's so natural for us to not think we deserve it because originally we weren't supposed to live in sin and have all this crap happen. And so, like, as much as I cringe to the deepest, in the deepest depths of my soul at, we're rebelling against God, I'm like, I get it. I do. I just, I just wish we had some biblical counseling going on so we could talk through this and work through it, you know? Right. If I could rate the show. First, I agree yeah, with everything you said. I think it. Romans also talks about that man does not seek God, not one. Right? Romans 3, that no one seeks God, that yeah. every man suppresses the truth and unrighteousness. And so I think we can see that as mm-hmm. a natural human nature. Absolutely. I was going to say, though, when it comes to rating the show... In and of itself, if you look at the the humor, the twists, the turns, the plots, the characters, I think it does a lot of things good. I'm going to name them really fast, and I'll give it a rating. First, there's a ton of characters, and somehow you get to the end, and you've gotten snapshots of almost every one of them. And there's something you can remember about each one, which is, I think, really... Oh, yeah. Like, that takes talent, where it's not overwhelming. Every one of them has kind of a shining moment you're going to always remember them by. Um, I think the other thing it does is it signals good virtues of sacrifice and care for others. Yeah, not viewing life as a crapshoot. You know, they're constantly fighting against the idea that life was unfair. Um, by the end, anyways, you see that. They're beginning to accept their pasts. And um, I think that's really powerful. Personally, and I want to be careful not to rate things too high, but... And then it's bite size. I actually like... But I'll rate it a 15 out of 10. Right, yeah. Um, (laughs) I would say the only thing that knocks it down for me is some of the crude humor and the vulgar language. And so I can't can't rate it too high. I think it has some flaws, but it's still one of my favorites. So I would definitely put it around an 8. Oh, so you're doing an 8? Yeah. Okay. I'm kind of surprised that you didn't go higher. Well, there are some legit things that hold me back. Mm, Daniel, I feel like... See, I hate, I love discussing things, but I hate giving things a final judgment. Does that make sense? Oh, me too. I hate being like, this is only worth this quantity, according to my esteemed opinion. You know what? I do not have rhyme or reason, but I'm going to say 8.5. And I think my biggest detractions, my biggest reasons for not giving it a higher score is the plot holes in that there is a lot of confusion and maybe that was the writer's intention maybe that he just wanted the fans to theorize the heck out of this story and that's that's valid and if so I apologize but I would just like to know and understand like how the heck is this like heaven and yet a computer program who is this programmer who's supposedly God and yet an NPC? And I just, how, like the Otanashi thing, how did the man who died come after the girl who got his heart? I would yep. like some answers. Yep. And I, I agree with you on that. So it's a great show. I enjoyed it. And I definitely want to watch it again because I want to try and watch it in an environment where I don't feel rushed and feel like I am, yeah, I feel like I didn't actually get to sit and soak and re- and soak it in. 
So, right. but I enjoyed it. It was good. 8.5. Great. There we go. There's your grade. Yeah, I would definitely say it's, I think it's worth a watch. I think it does. I think the power of it, it, le- it does leave you with questions. And uh, it leaves you with some funny moments that you'll laugh about, which I think is great. And it'll leave you with some good, some good pulls on the old heartstrings. So I think it's good. Oh, your heart will be pulled out of your chest. Yeah, it's very good. And given to Tachibana. <clears throat> yeah, and, and I, yeah, and I think that it's, <laughs> I only gave it that rating because I think that the, especially the language pulls away from the power of what the show was trying to communicate. Um, especially starting off in episode one, especially episode one. Um, I think it'll turn a lot of people away from the rest of the show if they've got any kinds of convictions in that regard. Um, Although I do have to say, I'm sure that there are people listening to this that are like, I don't give a crap about swearing. Yeah. Which. (laughs) And they're like, who cares? And I'm like, well, I mean, I care. Yeah, I, I, I care because I think it's, um, it's a lack of creativity on how to display um, real emotion. And I think it's actually a lack of creativity and the ability to write. Yeah. I, I'm a huge, huge fan of people who can create masterpieces without cussing. Because I feel like that's kind of like people's go-to. Yeah. Is, oh, we gotta, we gotta amp this up. Let's throw in a bit of cussing and some sexual innuendos and that'll spice things up. And to the people that can make you laugh or cry or really feel something without using any of that kudos to you yes absolutely you are the true creatives in this world yep i would agree well i think that's everything i have to say about this show i mean i literally just came out of watching the last episode before we recorded this and i had seen it many times before but it had been years and so coming back and watching it again i was pleasantly yeah. surprised did it feel like meeting up with an old friend yes very much so it was good felt like old tears i had cried before it was good <laughs> they came back yeah yeah well do we wrap this sucker up i think so hey guys thanks for listening to ata with danny and ray i'm ray this is danny if you like this shoot us a message or something or follow us on social media you can find us on instagram facebook at ata with danny and ray or even uh shoot us an email at ata with danny and ray at gmail.com because um we would love to know your thoughts or if, seriously, send us your suggestions for stuff to review because uh, we, we need help and we'd love to hear your thoughts. Do you have anything else oh, to yeah. add, Danny? I don't think so. We will uh, we'll catch you guys on the flip side. Bye, guys. Peace out.